say. Can you, can you verify this for me? I mean, some people here don't understand. I mean, what is soul? Allora, adesso te lo dico io. Cos'è soul? Non importa come lo fai. Più alto possibile, meglio è. Pensavi di saperlo tutto. Nel suono giù nell'Atlantico. Col miglior ritmo su questo pianeta. Canta se vuoi, non ti sbaglierai. Accendi questa bomba. back it's uh, a new year yes happy 2022 to everybody and we're uh, we're here recording another plague tapes and let's hope that 2022 is the final year that we'll be doing plague tapes uh, since we've been doing it since 2020 and all these times and years seem to have merged into one another uh, what strange days we're in and uh, these days is kind of a theme that's going to keep coming up let me let me lift the needle and drop it back there you go um yeah strange days nobody told me there'd be days like these mama most peculiar um i found a little poem by bertolt brecht i think it was maybe after bertolt brecht so i think maybe this was actually this actually comes from Ferlinghetti. Uh, so it's inspired by Brecht but he says what times are these when to write a poem about love is almost a crime because it contains so many silences about so many horrors that seemed to speak to me about the times that we're living in for sure uh, I recorded all this show yesterday and end up, ended up losing it so then I reconstructed it uh, so that's that's kind of a an inauspicious start to a year isn't it doing work in one year and then losing it and then having to re-record it but anyway it doesn't matter because i remembered what it was and i was really happy with it and actually the second time around it's a bit like a recipe i think the more times you do it the better you get at it um and for those of you who listen to the show and hear that so many technical faults you probably think that boy's talking through his hat um, and that's also possibly true but i'm happy with this second version we're going to start with something from public service broadcasting 
and that will lead us into a set entirely composed of tracks from Low, who I think with the album Hey Hey Now or Hey What uh, produced one of the Hey What produced maybe one of my favorite albums of the year. That Mad Lib is up there as well. Um, but anyway, for now we're going to concentrate on Low. So. There's a low set and then I'll talk to you later on. We get livelier later on and everything else. Uh, welcome to Plague Tapes 121 and stick around because Andrew will give you, you, you the news later on.
When you think you see everything If I were living in days like these And say you only take what you bring Maybe that's just the way they speak Know that I would do Something that I can't see Everybody just chased by dreams That's why we're living in days like these again 
something you can choose between It isn't coming in twos and threes Always looking for that one sure thing Oh, you want it so desperately You know you're never gonna feel No, you're never gonna be released Maybe never even see me That's why we're living in days Yeah, wow, that's just sublime. That was the wonderful Low. So we had a whole set from Low features both of the albums, the last two albums, Double Negative and Hey What. Um, both of them produced by BJ Burton. And I think one of the outstanding 
albums of 2021 so uh, that was Hey What and the last track was called Days Like These and uh, yeah it's just impressive I listen to a lot of music and then it comes, something comes along and it just kind of reinvigorates you in terms of that sound of guitars and you know because you think it's all laptops these days and producers but in fact no there's a band that's producing sublime music like that they're known as low and now you've been you've had the experience of listening to some of the best tracks from those two albums Uh, i could do a whole show with that but i'm not going to um let's go back to a track from a band canadian uh, jazz crew called bad bad not good and this is a track from an album a few years ago but i heard it again and liked it so i said i'd share it with you so let's start with that let's see if i press this and this it should all work and then i think we're going to get into something a little more boppy after the next two a slow build up to something a bit more boppy yeah so this is and that too by bad bad not good
real message, more important even than the psychedelic experience, the real message that I try to leave with people in these weekends is the primacy of direct experience. That as people, the real universe is within your reach, always.
Isn't that sweet? That was Alison Krauss and Robert Plant with Going Where the Lonely Go. And part of the pleasure of doing this show is being able to drop surprises like that. Going from Pangea, which is one of the dance tracks of last year. And one of the tragedies of last year is that lots of great dance tunes that should have been heard on significant PA systems haven't hasn't been heard at all or hasn't been heard out and you know 
there's a lot of dancing that didn't happen uh, in the requisite circumstances shall we say i presume this just means that it'll be such such much such much a better party when we actually do get together uh one of the memories that i got that triggered recently for me is in the interstitial period between christmas and or between christmas happening and then the new year starting um i happened to find myself as a child down in the rural part of the country one of of the most rural parts that i can think of where my mom comes from and somebody showed up and they all started playing instruments and they were wearing very strange headgear and it turned out later that i found out that that was the wren boys so in keeping with the kind of music that the wren boys might play i decided we'd play it out with something from a band called skipper's alley and this is a title of a track that we should all aspire to it's called uh, madam i'm a darling i'm a darling so uh, happy new year to everybody from us at plague tapes and stay tuned for the news uh, hopefully my mastery of technology means when i press this button we should be hearing a fiddle Silver 
Solutions within this system are so impossible to find. Maybe we should change the system itself. Some foreign power, some group of terrorists. If you don't know your past, then you don't know your future. There is something changing in the climate of consciousness on this planet today. Public word. and welcome to Plague Tapes 121 going out to you on the New Year's Day 2022. Uh, Andrew's with me to bring us the latest in the ongoing saga of Omicron, COVID-19, whatever happened yourself, new COVID varieties, whatever. It's like Heinz. How many varieties? More than 57. Um, yeah. And things were, last week's show, or the last show we did, sometime just before, I think it was bef just before Christmas, had to be one of the most sobering shows, and I'm, I'm usually sober anyway, but uh, it wasn't going in the right direction, and it probably hasn't changed much since, <laughs> has it? Um, the direction is still... The direction is still whoop, yeah. um, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had... I. It, in the south, we had 106,500 cases in the last seven days. Um, so over 100,000 in seven days. And for comparison, the first wave had 25,000 cases detected. Uh, now, there was probably more like 75,000 in reality. But uh, we still, in, in that week, then we've had more cases than we did in the, the first wave. So uh, there's a, a, a good one to can start we, off with. Okay, can we... Can we reliably say that the hundred and six thousand five hundred cases, like surely there's probably more to be detected? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. well, we've heard stories about people not being getting. PCR yeah, it's very hard to get to get a PCR test at the moment, and indeed they've now uh, tried to deal with that by saying if you're under forty, that you they won't PCR test you unless you've got a positive antigen test, essentially, right. uh, which is obviously to try and protect capacity towards the older more vulnerable ages of 40 year olds and over so there you go if you're over 40 you're now in that vulnerable age group um uh, uh yeah so uh, the like nolan tweeted out a couple of days ago that they reckoned there was probably about 40 percent more 
cases than they were detecting, and that then there would probably be twice that number of, of infections. That so, in other words, that that hundred thousand is probably pushing for maybe as high as three hundred thousand infections, uh, probably one hundred and fifty thousand. What would have been cases before Christmas? Something in that in that sort of ballpark. They're all all kind of loose. The loose numbers, but so huge it almost it doesn't really matter if I'm out ten percent one way or the other. No, because uh, I no I noticed in the in the Guardian they were saying national statistics agency was saying one in 25 people were infected oh i said that um they do this random swabs yeah. of families and they said in london it was one in 15 people nice. who were actually infected last week yeah so we're, we're probably roughly similar then if, if we had a similar program here because i yeah. mean if you assume similar testing um so yeah that's probably reasonable enough and, and again anecdotally that feels right because it like it feels like everybody i know has a case somewhere in their family yeah. uh you know like our extended family or whatever of, of friends or you know whatever else and most of those people are having problems getting uh, pcr confirmation testing Probably, yeah. at this point in time so that yeah that's where we are now in the last week uh, we have had 740 people uh, uh new hospital cases um so that's people going to hospital and either being positive before or after they're admitted to hospital uh, and that's 178% of the previous week. So in other words, that, that new hospital case figures in the week is going up almost as fast as the cases are going up. So uh, that was 100 and 178% of the previous week. Whereas the week of cases is 225% of, of the previous week. So we're seeing similar levels of increase. Now, I think this is what's interesting because... The, uh, so there's a problem, the usual problem with lag, right? In that the... Yeah. Case, you know, cases ending up in hospital are generally tested positive on average of six days earlier. Not always, but you know that that's a kind of working uh, ratio that kind of works. Um, and we're still running at, the, at, at by that measure at about one point two five percent of cases being hospitalised. It's kind of complicated in, in lots of different ways now at, at the moment. So what that would basically would suggest is that the hundred thousand cases. This week, by next week, we'll see about a, uh, 1,250 people in hospital. Uh, give or take a bit, right? Somewhere in, in that sort of region. Right. Um, now, that's what... <laughs> so that's both a dreadfully large number. But actually, it also gives you an idea of just how effective the vaccination campaign has been. Because in the uh, Delta surge uh, in... Sorry, no, Alpha. Well, it was a mixture uh in this time last year in january we had i think 125,000 cases in january and we peaked at 2200 in hospital right uh so from a similar number you're talking about a much smaller hospital peak um so yeah there's, there's kind of like uh there's good news and bad news and the, the good news is that the protection it holds up but the problem that we were flagging which is if lots of people get infected then that that becomes a problem yeah, the other thing I was reading about was that they were stating in South Africa that not a, not as many people, it seemed to be less dangerous in terms of, like some of the initial data, they're, yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. prone to, they're, they're not likely to say that this is like, this comes with a lot of warnings and caveats, <laughs> so that's one part of it, but then the other thing was that there was... Uh, less likelihood in terms of leading to hospitalization and then there was figures I read about in terms of 
having the booster the vaccination really provides added protection about being hospitalized up to 80 percent they say mm. up to 80 percent preventing hospitalization but the whole key point here is is that a thousand like the figures that we were told that you were talking about last week was 106,000 so we can safely assume that that's probably more likely a realistic figure of 150,000 and then if you take the 1.25% because even my maths can hold up to that mm. it means over a thousand over 1200 people or over 1500 people being needing hospitalization mm. and we don't have those beds, do we? Uh, well, we've, we've, the peak of the January wave, I think it was 2,200. Might have been 2,020. It's somewhere in that region. So, I mean, it, it, that has been fitted in before. It obviously means you're shutting down just about everything else. Uh, but a couple a couple of points on that, uh, because... So that's if that 1.25% relationship holds. Yeah. Uh, however, because Omicron appears to have some intrinsic... Uh, reduced severity um, then that may not may not hold so it may be it may be fewer people need hospital treatment uh, probably not massively fewer but it might be say 20% fewer which takes a chunk out of it but the other thing that also appears to be happening is that of the people who need hospital treatment uh, quite a lot of them don't need as much so that they're in and out quicker in other words okay. um, so th like this is what's been said in other countries so that actually has a bigger impact because the you know like the number in hospital is it's a it's a, a flow it's people going in and people coming out so if if, if people come out faster so for instance if it, you were on average only getting hospitalized for five days instead of seven then instead of ending up with a peak around 12, well, not a peak, but say instead of having 1,200 in hospital this day next week, you might have 900, um, you know, because some of the people would have would have come out again. Um, so I think those two are going to be pretty important uh, in terms of what happens, because otherwise, once we hit 200,000 cases in a week, we kind of exhaust hospital capacity, right? Uh, of course, we could, probably couldn't measure 200,000 cases in a week. Yeah. Um, but, but if, if there's reduced we're heading there if we? well if if omicron is less severe and i'm using less severe rather than miles because i think miles are ridiculous that to, to call something that's hospitalizing one in a hundred <laughs> or more um but if it is less severe and if that means slightly fewer people a slightly smaller proportion need to go into hospital and of those that need to go in some of them come out a couple of days earlier than they would previously uh then maybe you're talking about having 300,000 cases in a week. It's impossible, as that seems, actually being something that the health system can cope with. Now, it seems that's what's been bet on at the moment, right? That that seems to be the expectation. Um, and so I counted two ifs and one maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no certainty on that. That's the thing. Like, there's no way of knowing until it's happened. The only kind of data we have, like the South African, I think South African conditions are so different that I yeah. wouldn't pull too heavily on presuming we're going to have the same experience that, that they had. Uh, probably Denmark and uh, the UK figures are better, but they're really only a couple of days ahead of us, you know? Um, uh, so, they, I mean, they're both seeing considerably increased hospital admissions, um, and both, uh, certainly, uh, UK is expecting a, a serious spike. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's a serious crisis in the health service, so they're talking about opening up Nightingale wards and all this uh, bullshit again. I mean, the, I say bullshit because the the problem isn't beds, the problem is staff. Um, you know, that there's not enough medical workers to actually cover these things. So unless you're just going to warehouse people and feed them or something, you know, which is then... And they're kind of talking about that because what they're talking about is that, you know, if you're in hospital for five or six days, the last couple of days, maybe you don't need that much actual treatment. Uh, you're just, you know, it's recovery and observation. So what they, they're talking about is, is they might move those people into these Nightingale facilities into or whatever. Into a warehouse, yeah. So you get you get fed for a couple of days. So I mean, like that. That's one way of coping with it. I mean, I, I don't know. The HSE hasn't really talked about similar plans here, um, but uh, that that may be where we end up in a couple of weeks if it keeps going up at the rate it is. Uh, but we'll see. Okay. So, is there anything that would lead us to believe that it's not going to continue going at the rate? Not really. It is? No. No. Does no, okay. not. And. Um, I mean, well, well, change behaviours. I mean, essentially, that might do it. Um, but that's not going to kick in for another 10 days. I, I saw that somebody else again uh, in The Guardian was uh, saying that the UK needed to do something, but they need to do something on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the time lag is now. So they're kind of holding up their hands and just expecting the, the wave yeah. now because there's nothing everything should have happened 10 days ago well that's i mean that's the other factor with that trying to work out how many people will be in the hospital next week yeah is, is that we don't know the age profile of the cases we're talking about right and certainly the big concern would be that um the older I army mean, well that the cases in the build-up to christmas were mostly a young among young people right and increasingly that was the case as more and more people got boosted yeah. and particularly that kind of 19 to 34 year age group yeah but of course, what what well, what we do know is that at Christmas, lots of those people mixed with lots of older people, like parents and grandparents. Uh, and what we don't yet have an idea is how many infections that resulted in, in, in terms of those parents and grandparents becoming infected. And in turn, because people of that age tend to socialize with other people of that age, is that meaning that there's now lots of uh, transmission chains running through the 50s 60s and 70 year olds yeah. uh, you know so that obviously could could radically make that hospital ratio worse if that has happened if it's the case that because most people in that age group were boosted within the last two months and maybe that will mean infections will be much less common than they would have been otherwise and might be some added impact in terms of them being less severe well then maybe that won't be such a problem but it's yeah that, that's the whole problem like the the trying to accurately say wh how quickly the hospital crisis will become unsustainable is is very hard uh, because because of all those different variables okay um the okay then has there been any changes in terms of like from a policy initiative have we heard that, that tony was talking about families shouldn't mix at all so yeah, he said that on, 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 on Stevenson's Day, Stevens's I think. Day, yeah. right. Which was obviously trying to dissuade people from doing stuff for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, and the government, but the government came out with nothing. I mean, and I think the, there's a, a thing that annoys me there, which is like, what was it, three weeks ago? They had the whole kind of effectively gagging NEFIT members and not allowing them to go on media without yeah. prior approval. And yeah. this was so that the messaging would be united and, the, you know, the politicians would, uh, you know, they, 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 
put you know they'd format stuff and put it out but they've been completely silent over the, the, this whole period as this crisis has on uh, rolled out and obviously they've just sh- gone totally missing yeah obviously yeah. there should have been a recommendation that people not have more than you know not have four households in, 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 in for new year's eve they and all that sort of stuff against the guidelines they'd already yeah, issued yeah 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 the worst thing situation you know um and like i mean like i mean you know people would either pay attention to that or not and probably quite a lot of people wouldn't but the thing is because they didn't do it there are other people who would have gone oh well if that's what we're meant to do now then that's that's what we should actually do you know uh, and it could have reduced the impact of uh, what may or may not have happened last night <laughs> we'll see as we as we go forward for that um but yeah so that that's the problem that the the last there's a whole load of infections that will have happened from christmas day to uh new year's eve which as yet we won't have we're not seeing probably some of those people are now get, get testing positive on antigen tests or feeling ill or whatever and they'll be getting tested you know starting yesterday today tomorrow sort of in the, in those next few days uh, but that could be a very different population in terms of age structures and also risk factors uh, than was the case for that for the the earlier period that we're pulling that 1.25 percent from so that's one of my concerns there is is what exactly is going to happen with that okay and just in terms of guidance in this whole area right has it effectively been there's been nothing heard from the government since was it before christmas what was the last time Uh, yeah i mean like michael martin tweeted something about it being a serious situation (laughs) you know like yeah nothing useful the only the only thing they've said is that is is about shortening the quarantine, uh, the yeah, isolation that's the period. Thing, so that's right. about the only. And that only and the that's on the test. basis of getting workers in back into work. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It's like uh, I I was talking to a friend from Greystones earlier, and and she was saying that uh, a couple of days ago, two of the three pubs were closed, and two the two restaurants place. were closed, right. and presumably that's I think one of the restaurants had said it was COVID. Uh, but presumably in all those cases that's staff members who are either infected or close contacts and enough of them that they can't run and that, that's going to be happening I mean January is going to be weird because that's going to be happening to school teachers it's going to be happening to bus drivers to train drivers uh, it's going to be happening to retail workers so I think there's going to be so an awful be lot an there won't be a lockdown there won't be a lot of places that won't be able to open there'll be a lot of places that won't be able to open yeah, and also I mean like in terms of hospitality there'll be an awful lot of people who won't want to go out Although I guess there are a couple of hundred thousand people who've just recovered from infection and probably feel slightly bulletproof in the short term, so there'll be that that business. But uh, yeah, that that's where we are. So yeah, it's it's like, I mean, the, I think the other way of thinking about all this um, is that a couple of months back uh, we were talking about what the future cost would be of uh, the virus over the next year. Uh, in terms of its of its impacts, you know, as it's as it slowly infected everybody, because that you know existing with COVID, that is what the end result of that is, and how that could be quite significant, and you could be looking at you know three thousand deaths maybe over the year or whatever else, yeah. um, and lots of hospitalizations, and I think with Omicron, what we're actually seeing is all that packed into what will be a month and a half maybe, okay. or a month at the rate cases are gro- are going. Uh, with something that hopefully if it is intrinsically milder at least will will reduce those numbers somewhat you know which is not insignificant uh, but it will create a much worse crisis for the health service because of it all happening over you know a year it will all happen over 
two months basically. Okay, so it's all getting concertinaed into this next period, which is yeah. what the next three weeks, the next four weeks. I think it'll be fairly short because if you if you think about the rate of like it, so say so let, let's take that figure of one hundred and six thousand known inf infections last week, right? Yeah. And let's say, well, that's probably really quarter of a million, right? In terms of that, the quarter of a million is probably a conservative estimate. It could be three hundred thousand, right? Uh, and it, and the rate really, it's more. Than, I thought it was going to be like maybe forty percent more, fifty percent more. You think it's like so? What the so that that's the that's the undercount for cases, right? Yeah. Uh, but cases have always been an undercount of actual infections. Okay. So probably, you know, the like in the first wave, we probably only caught one infection in three as a case, right? That's generally accepted. Uh, and then in the run up to Christmas with, with those Neffet models of where the peak would be, yeah. th that peak was based on the assumption that either 40% uh, of, of infections to, were reported as cases or 60% were, right? Uh, that's and that that was the dif difference between the optimistic and pessimistic, right. you know. So let's let's split the difference and say half. Fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. So that means then theoretically, well, that's not a hundred and six. So that's what two hundred and twenty thousand. Well, if you do so to do that maths again, so if the hundred and six thousand has a significant undercount of what would previously have been recorded as cases, maybe that's really one hundred and fifty thousand, right? right. Uh, and if it's an undercount, and if it, cases are an undercount of half in relation to infections. And that's really 300,000, okay, right? right so that's and what we know is that cases doubled, more than doubled in the last week, right? So, so in other words, the infections, even leaving aside Christmas and New Year, almost certainly increasing that again. I mean, if you think about it, it's entirely possible that if we went into that period with 300,000 uh, people infected and there's much more social mixing, yeah. it's not impossible that that means there's 900,000 people now brewing up the virus basically that will you know and about 300,000 then will get counted as cases well they won't because we can't test that much right. over the next week and then if that doubles again that's 1.8 million so you can see you can sort of see why I'm saying a current current rates this ends quite quickly because the virus runs out of people to infect yeah. you know and there's there's obviously a population particularly older people that will be now not going out at all so maybe they'll escape that which will be good uh, but yeah it's like it, it basically anybody who's continuing to socialize will probably get infected uh, uh, quite briefly I mean yeah there was I mean somebody else was telling me that they they were going to a wedding and that their assumption was just that they were going to get infected you know so the planning was just okay we'll just isolate for you know 10 days or 14 days afterwards uh, because it was inevitable you know so obviously you know and I think a lot of people are probably making that sort of calculation as so, well i don't understand though in terms of like everybody getting infected where does vaccination come in then i mean the vaccination so this is the thing about because I mean, everyone's getting infected yeah 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 vaccinations don't work yeah so let's dial it back a little bit right because that's so the uncertainty is so what we do know is is that what makes Omicron more effective than previous variants is it can evade immunity, right? Yeah. So previously, if you'd been infected already recently, or if you'd been double vaccinated, and we were looking at Delta, well then mostly you were not going to get infected again by Delta in this time period, right? But with Omicron, you you will be if you're exposed to it. That's right. that's what the difference is, right? The vaccinations that double dose one still holds up pretty well against you being hospitalised. You know, um, 
So it, it you get infected, but your chances of then going to hospital are still reduced to maybe ten or twenty percent of what it, what it would have been previous. So that that's where it holds up, and that's what we're seeing in the hospital figures. You know, that's why we don't have uh, two thousand or two thousand five hundred in hospital today because that that is working. Um, so one of the unknowns uh, is okay. So we've just boosted half half the adult population, and yeah. that's the most vulnerable half the adult population, right? Um, and there's a reasonable expectation and some evidence that if you've been recently boosted, then Omicron is less likely to be able to infect you because basically your body is now pumping out antibodies. You know, and although Omicron has kind of arrived with a comedy hat and a false moustache, so it won't be recognised, if your body is full of antibodies looking for uh, COVID, then it will recognise it enough that maybe you won't get infected. Or if you do, you it will clear pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, I mean, I, I've also heard so many anecdotal stories of people being infected after being boosted, you know, including yeah, 14 days figure, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so that figure, those figures are coming from the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely it, it's definitely happening at quite a rate. So that's the other complicating thing when we're talking about this. Are we talking about the entire population being infected apart from the people isolating? Or are we talking about the unvaccinated half being infected and then maybe some of the vaccinated half but maybe it's quite a low rate so you know like maybe these anecdotal stories we're hearing are either people where you know there's an exceptional reason or maybe they you know they went to a party where there were 10 other people in the room infected and it was just so much virus that it overcame that or what we don't really know in those yeah. things but i mean either way the, the point I'm driving at is that the current rate of doubling when we have such an astoundingly high number of cases and that's going to double or more every week means you run out of people, you know, yeah. <laughs> you run out of people in three weeks or four weeks. And you, you're just going to run out of them. That, that That's the way it's going to work. Um, OK, so that's that's kind of the background. Like all this is known as well in know. terms of method, I presume, and everybody else. Um, and the only thing that we've changed, we've changed in terms of policy, um, with a hundred and six known cases, is we've changed the uh, the days then from what seven to, or is it from ten to seven? Oh, it's so complicated. I'd, I'd say go and look it up because right, okay. <laughs> it also depends on wh whether or not you've been boosted. Um, All right. So there's a multiple. There's multiple yeah, things. Multiple yeah. Reasons. But that's the. Only and I think you need to be two days after had. symptoms as well. And yeah, th th right. there's a whole okay, lot so going on with that. So I'm not going to. Right. Fair enough. Wrongly summarise it because it's too complicated. That's grand, but like you'll get it probably on one of the websites yeah. anyway. Um, and there's been no, there's no meeting like, but there's, there, is there, a, there is, doesn't seem to be any kind of other alternative. It's just let's just ride this thing through. So yeah, I think that. My reading is of it. Plan? Yeah. What is the plan? <laughs> My reading of it is that Omicron is quite hard to stop. It's because of its ability to overcome immunity. It would if we go into a full lockdown, a full lockdown would work just as well as it has on any previous occasion, right? right. But you would have the difficulty then is that when you come out of it, then it just starts spreading again, right? Uh, and also the other difficulty you have is okay, well what what's the purpose of the lockdown? What are you trying to get to? Now, the only thing, there's two things I think in which you could make an argument. Uh, one is to allow as many kids as possible to get vaccinated because that's only just become possible. Um, so there's you know a large unvaccinated population. Individual kid is at low risk, but it's not zero. And that from, you know, that there's enough 
severe, uh, very severe consequences that it is a bit of a big deal yeah. uh, because normally kids don't get very sick. You know, so even if it's a small number getting very sick, that's kind of unusual, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is there are some quite powerful antiviral drugs being coming online at the moment, but they're in quite small quantities now. Right. Uh, so you could say, well, if we could delay this three months, then in three months time, we'll have more. Uh, but leaving those two aside. Yeah, it is. the It is kind of the case. Well, OK, well, what what would the purpose be? And what's the cost? And obviously the cost would be huge. And if all you're doing is delaying something for three months and then you're looking at exactly the same thing again, maybe there's not a purpose to it. Uh, you know, like they, there isn't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be an attempt to eliminate <laughs> at this stage on, on uh, in terms of the European Union. Uh, and Isn't this like, this is where we got because we've allowed it to become endemic. So now yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. going to have to deal with every single variety that comes along. The, the, that is, that is what existing be. with COVID is. Yeah. yeah. Like so that's, it's going to be dealing with this and so we may not so is there a likelihood then that we're we're going to go through this peak really quickly within the next month mm. come out the other side of it are we then going to be dealing with another variety or variant or whatever we don't know like? i mean clearly that is possible um yeah clearly it's possible i mean the the one thing you can say is that uh, with repeated challenges, whether that be a vaccine, vaccination or infection, the expectation would be that the immune system, certainly if anybody under the age of, say, 60, gets better at fighting it off each time, you know, so that over time, hospitalizations under that age group should become much rarer. Say 60 to 75, it's more complicated because uh, your immune system is starting to wane it's not as strong. That will be some people at the younger end of that spectrum will be affected badly. And most people at the older end will be. Uh, but they'll be quite mixed in between. And then 75 plus, you're kind of in trouble uh, just because, you you know, your, your ability of, of, of the immune system to, to for long term learning is quite limited at that age. Uh, you know, and that's why, you know, that, that older people are vulnerable to flus and you know, all, yeah. all sorts of other things like that. That's part of the story there. So, um, this is our maker. But we're it, all going to meet our maker at one stage or another. Yeah, yeah. So, but it changes the. Um, it basically means that yes, even if we see repeated variants, you would expect the impact hospitalization-wise to be reduced, because the at least that younger end of the population is taken out of the equation. Mm. Um, but like I mean, like I think making any yeah even making that level of prediction is risky, given the, the way that it's kept. You know, as we've had new variants coming, it's just kept doing things that weren't really expected of it. Uh, like it's 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 outwitted us, <laughs> I think, repeatedly at this stage. So, you know, being anyway certain about how that's going to look, I think we can only do in retrospect. I, yeah, I think we can definitely say this probably won't be the last one, um, and but it might be that there won't be a significant issue until say next winter. You know, it, that might be the case uh, or not. That's something we don't know. But we can't really say anything until we get through this one. We haven't even got yeah, through yeah, this yeah, exactly, like The peak exactly. is still yeah. to come. So, and when are we expecting the peak? Do you think like within a week? Well, it, it, uh, it, it, like, it depends on those assumptions. I was saying like yeah, are people who are boosted are going to be protected. How many people have just been infected now? Yeah. Maybe that's a huge number. Could yeah. be, you know. Um, 
Uh, so it could be quite soon. Like, you know, we could see a huge number of cases in the next week. Absolutely staggeringly huge. Well, we won't see them. We'll see, we'll see a very high positivity rate. <laughs> That's what we'll actually see. Yeah, because we won't be able to measure them. Yeah, we won't be able to measure them. But like, so it could be the actual peak of infections is about to happen. Yeah. You know, if if the, if the level of mixing was very large over Christmas, because I mean, like with if there were 300 people, sorry, 300,000 people infected in that period, that's kind of going to be one in most families, you know, yeah. um, it's that about one person, in, it's about one in 15, is it? Yeah, it's about one in 15. So that that would definitely have and because you've Don't both Christmas and, and the new year, yeah. that would give the potential for every Christmas party or every New Year party, even quite small ones, to have had one infectious person there. And then once that spreads in that way for the other people in those households to get infected. So you can certainly see how next week could be massive number. Or it might be a little bit slower and it'll also be a week after or a week work, after again. We? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Go back to work. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a reason why January is normally a big problem anyway, <laughs> um, which is just that level of socialization, patterns of socialization are such that, you know, any any virus, respiratory virus or anything else that can transmit fast will. Um, and, and that's where we are at the moment. So, uh, Right. So what do we do? We just wait and see. And we obviously can't rely on any other. There is. There does there doesn't appear to be any other plan, so we just yeah, and and just go straight through this. Like they're not even having meetings. There's no yeah. There hasn't been an effort emergency meeting that we know about. No, and 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 the problem is, so if you and take this take the scenario where lots of people got infected this week, yeah, and we find out about that next week, that could mean we end up with. I don't know, 5,000 people needing to be in hospital at the same time or something. Now, that starts to become impossible. I think there's ten or 11,000 hospital beds in the country, you know. Uh, but, you know, so the, the, the problem is if, if, if what we get is everything squeezed in really tightly at the same time and there isn't a massive reduction in severity, uh, well, then we could have a real big problem on our hands, um, which is obviously what the planning for in terms of the NHS. Right. You know, it, it, it's something that looks like that. And we won't really know about it till it happens because it's the problem with the with the doubling time being as fast as it is at the moment, yeah. and also with our, our case ascertainment being all over the spot. Like that, we just we're, we're kind of we're not seeing anything. Uh, you know, like for instance, we we haven't had um, a fourteen day incidence age related breakdown since December twenty second, I think, was the last one. Uh, you know, they and that's just basically because of people not working over Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it could be that when we get the next one of those, which will probably be the second or the third, uh, we would then see that there's been a a huge amount of older people infected, and that that will have a very different story than if that hasn't happened. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so all the questions, the ifs and the maybes, are going to get answered in the very mm, short yeah, term. yeah, 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 and we just. We'll come back and report on that. I should give you the um, five-day average because you used to ask that for that all the time, and I thought you'd be impressed with it. Uh, well, would you like to make a guess? Like, it's almost like I think it's almost <laughs> like adopting a government position, which is like if I don't ask, I won't be shocked. But no, go on, tell me. Please. Seventeen thousand eight hundred and seventy-six. That's seventeen thousand eight seven six. Wow. So, on the that's. Your average. Yeah, the average number of cases over the last five days. The average is seventeen thousand a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more, call it eighteen thousand. I think yeah, you can. Yeah. You, you okay. round and up anyway, that. Anyway, we're all we already. <laughs> and we already know that's low. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So that is uh, that is quite astounding. It's also quite astounding that we can get to that situation and 
not really have any data not have any I mean yeah, just kinda, yeah, yeah. like you kind of go like what you know what what they seem to be it seems like the government can just do what they want or is it like I mean what are we all just distracted by by social media what is the why aren't people you know well, I, th- I think I suppose they just realise that there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. Anyway. Yeah, it's partially that. I mean, part part of what worries me is there was an awful lot of commentary in the media running up to Christmas about this being mild, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's part of the reason. There's a lot of people heard that, and so they're not expecting things to get that bad. Um, and one hundred and six thousand cases probably. That probably is a little bit worrying, though, isn't it? Well, you see, but they—they've been told they're going to be mild, and you know, and like that. There's kind of like I don't think people understood that in order to get into hospital with COVID in the first place, you have to be really bloody sick. You know, like if yeah. people get sent home where they just because they're having difficulty breathing, but it's not that serious yet. Uh, you know, so, um, so I yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about that that sort of like just too many experts and amateurs going on on the media airwaves and telling people it was going to be mild and people maybe not understanding but that mild just meant you'd be in hospital for a few days and mild meant maybe you know 20 percent or 30 percent or 40 percent less people would end up in icu but they'd still they'd still go there and may therefore have taken yeah may, may therefore have taken more risks than they should have but you know that that that's we'll see. But I do think that's part of the reason, possibly, you know, there's there's both people have been somewhat calm because they're still a bit hopeful about it. Uh, and of course, the usual problem with the lag that you hear the huge case numbers, but the hospital figures look okay, a little bit dodgy, and you're not you're not calculating. Oh well, what does that mean about the hundred thousand this week? If I'm seeing this from thirty thousand cases in the previous, probably forty thousand by now in the previous period so yeah. there's, there's that going on so it's quite complicated it's also people just being exhausted and wanting to get it over with and, and thinking that this will get it over and it oh, might yeah, in the short through, term but uh, we don't yeah I mean we don't really know what's going to be happening six months or uh, 12 months down the line um, uh, well, what's this. kind of alarming is we have no idea what's going to happen next week <laughs> yeah. with 106,000 cases yeah. when they wash out in terms of the 10 day lag and that that hundred and six thousand might really be what two hundred and forty thousand. And well, yeah, but don't forget if if you're in terms of that calculation, that it it's the the, the percent going to hospital where always are the actual cases measured. Right. So the fact that the case, oh, the way okay, being twice as many yeah, infections yeah, that's, that's okay, built right, in. Yeah, don't yeah. double count it. Okay, so right, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, okay. Still, still enough to be alarmed about. Um. Okay, uh, well, that's fine. I think because we're all up to speed and we know what to look out for. And there doesn't seem to be an alternate plan, so we just keep going. Yep, that seems keep to be. Keep on trucking. We're, we're going to see what happens. Yeah. That, that appears to be the plan. Place your bets. Place your bets. Yeah, yeah. And see what happens. All right, thanks very much. All right. <laughs>